Are you ready to elevate your taste experience? Look no further than Mad Picks, the home of the sweet heat jalapeno and cucumber. Our pickled jalapenos and cucumbers add a satisfying crunch and tangy flavor to any dish. From sandwiches to tacos, nachos to burgers, the possibilities are endless. Whether you're a fan of sweet, heat, or both, we've got the perfect pickles for you. Indulge in the sweet, heat, jalapeno, and cucumber from Mad Picks. Visit mad-picks.com today. Go ahead, take a bite, and let the flavors dance on your tongue. Hey, good morning, fuckers, and welcome to another day at the Daily BM. Mikey, what's up? Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to the show. Jeez, man, dude. Ready to do this today. How about you? Oh, 100%, buddy. I think we have a fun topic to talk today about. It's uh, men's sexual health. This has to be fun. Come on, man. We're talking about sex and sexual health. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about weight. Wieners and vaginas. Oh, we're so excited. We're stepping on each other. I know, right? That's a a first. We haven't done that in a long time, man. Yes. But, you know, hey, we're we're not perfect beings, man, in a perfect world, right? Got my my big ass water jug with me here today. So how much water? Barely hold my hand. How much water are you trying to intake now? I put a goal of 80 ounces. Awesome. I know know you're supposed to drink like a gallon a day. I'm working Mm -hmm. my way up to that. Um, I just feel like. When I try to chug a lot, I start floating, you know, out of the room. <laughs> like, down the river goes Michael. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The one thing um, is for sure when you start doing that, yeah. you piss like every hour on the hour, like clockwork. Mm-hmm. You're just pissing all day long. Uh, every day, all day. I mean, I have a nickel sized bladder, I feel like, you know, it, it, you know, it would be like when I drink beer. All right. Once you break the seal, it's over. Mm-hmm. You're constantly, hey, I'll be right back. Hey, be right back. Could be age too, man, because I'm old as dirt, but whatever. You know? Old as dirt. Shit old as dirt. Shit happens. So, so why don't you lead us off on this great topic? Well, you know, today I wanted to talk about two things. Okay. The first would be sperm health and how to know if you have healthy sperm. And then number two is the pullout method, which a lot of men love to use. <laughs> So the first topic, um, healthy sperm. So there's a couple of key factors that you can look at and see, you know, if you have healthy sperm or not. And a couple of them shocked me actually when I was reading it. This is uh, from a men's health article that was published uh, back a couple of years ago. Or um, sorry, this article was actually published in 2023. Um, And you can check it out on men's health if you'd like to. We can post a link on it later so you can see where we're getting our sources from. But what I found was really interesting is, is that, you know, there's a couple of things that seem like no brainers. Okay. And then there's a couple of things that struck me as like really out there as far as like, you wouldn't think it. Um, one of the no brainers was basically uh, having a smaller waist. So there was a research done on a group of men in the Netherlands, and they found that men that have a waist circumference of 40 inches or greater have lower sperm concentrations and lower counts of normal moving sperm. Yes. Which to me, that makes sense. I mean, obviously because if you're overweight, you're carrying a lot of belly weight and stuff like that. And that's going to interfere with your sex hormones and the production of your sperm. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that I didn't 
realize is, you know, when you see really masculine looking men with strong angular jaw lines that look, you know, very, very manly, they actually have uh, a tendency to have poorer semen quality than men that look more like boyish or feminine, like more rounder faces. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason they believe that is because your body only has so much energy that it can um, utilize throughout the, th- you know, throughout your development. And if you're, if you're folk, if it's focused more on like your masculine appearance, strong jaw, jaw lines, angular, it, re- it puts less focus on reproductive organs. So average looking guys, have a tendency to have a higher sperm count mm-hmm. than guys that are really very angular, you know, masculine, broad, broad faces. So I thought that was very interesting. You know, it is very interesting because you would think yeah. the guys that are like broader, more manly, you know what I mean? They have that manly voice yeah. that, you know, that they would be probably have yeah way better chances of getting a girl pregnant. You know what I mean? Yeah, guys that yeah, guys that have deeper voices too have a tendency to have lower sperm counts too from what the study found. Um, Fuck. It was it was <laughs> done in it was it was done in Spain and um Finland. Um they discovered that men who have lower uh octave voices usually mm-hmm. have lower sperm quality as well as opposed to guys that have more average, you know, octane voices. Um I'm not I don't know if it skews to people that have high pitched voices, if that gives them even, you know, more sperm. But it just says if your voice is very deep and gravelly, then you may have a lower sperm count than a guy that has an average sounding voice. Which is crazy um, to me because like I don't I feel like my voice is high pitched. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the microphone yeah. actually deepens my voice a little bit. But in real life, when I'm around people, I've got a high pitched voice. Now I do know that I am super fertile. You know, back yeah. in my day, not anymore because I'm fixed, but I'm back in yeah. my day. I was super fer- fertile, man. I mean, that could be a one hit wonder and it was it was game on. I had really well, how, how, how did you how did you know that? How did you know you go swimmers? Um, one of them, um, you know, uh, when I was younger, when did I, I was, lead you into a trap, you did definitely let me into a trap. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for leading me right into something I didn't want to discuss. But you I know, know you had like on Amazon, you found like a sperm quality um, test kit that I didn't know about that you've been testing for years before you got a vasectomy. No, when I was younger, when I was, um, mm-hmm. I want to say I was 19, I got a girlfriend of mine pregnant mm. at a very young age. Um, I obviously didn't do the pullout method. Um, or I did do the pull-out yeah. method, and it didn't work. So it kind of goes which, with you. Which goes. We'll be, we'll be talking about that in the next next oh, okay. segment. So anyway, oh great. So anyway, yeah. so um, she got pregnant, and um, I have really good swimmers. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So another um, thing that makes a difference is the type of underwear that you wear. So you know, I have a tendency. I like to wear like boxer briefs. Uh, I don't like wearing the just the briefs, the real tight underwear, like you see, you know, a lot of like in older movies and stuff like that. I don't know. My dad, I remember my dad walking around, walking around in tidy whities back in the day. Dude, what um, was it? Was dads back in the day walking around with their tidy whities on, man? You know, I don't like, know, man. You with know, the white what? T-shirt, t- the V-neck white T-shirt to go with them. I'll tell you what it is. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. I know because I know for a fact what it is because I now walk around sometimes in my boxer briefs. This is a situation, and we'll just segue for a quick second. I get into bed. I, I strip down on my boxers. 
then somebody yells for me because there's like some type of crisis or emergency. It's not really a crisis or emergency, but in their mind or their world, it is. So I have to hop up and run out there and figure out what's going on. And I just don't have the time to put my pants back on or my shorts. The visual you're creating for me right now, you're running out in tidy whities. I don't have tidy whities. I've got, I like pair of thieves. I like pair of thieves underwear, um, the boxer briefs. So that's what I wear. So, I mean, they pretty much look exactly like shorts. They just have like the pocket in the front where you can whip it out to take a piss. I mean, that's the only difference without a zipper. Whip it uh, out. They got a but nothing, in the front. Yeah, but nothing's going to pop out because they're, they're pretty well made. <laughs> like I really like pair of thieves uh, underwear. But anyways, like last night, not last night, night before last, you know, right. I'm laying in bed and I hear my daughter yelling, going, everything in the bathroom's leaking. Like everything. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, the odds of all the pipes breaking at one time. It's very fucking slim, like the shower, the toilet, and the sink, like right. every everything at one time, like leaking from everywhere. And the level of like anxiety in her voice made it sound like it was exploding. Like I'm expecting to walk in and something out of like exorcist, you know, water hitting the ceiling, water going everywhere. And, you know, I get in there and it's just like what had happened was – um the sink hadn't been turned off all the way. And for some reason it was dripping and it had dripped for a while and leaked all into the floor. So she assumed the toilet was leaking. The shower was leaking and the sink was leaking because it was kind of a big puddle. In reality, it was just the sink hadn't been, it gotten loose and it needed to be retightened. Um, Cause I guess, you know, over time it just, the, the it backed off a little bit causing yep. just a little bit of a drip. So I got my pipe, you know, my pipe out, my uh, pipe wrench out, got that shit fixed, put it back together. Everything was fine. Got the mess cleaned up and then I got to get back into bed. But that's the reason why dads are running around in underwear is because people are <laughs> needing them to solve problems. And then sometimes you just get up and you're like, you know, this is my house. I'm going to go to the fridge and I'm going to drink straight from the carton and the rest of you can just Fuck off. <laughs> I was gonna go I with the ladder on that. I was gonna go with yeah. the ladder on that because my dad would just walk through the house and didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'd be like, hey man, what's my, up? My house. You don't like it, you move out. No. See, like but, see, yeah, exactly. That's exactly how dads are. You know, I used to have a buddy of mine, man. I, I won't his name was Keith. I won't mention his last name, but he was he's Italian, right? Yeah. Right. So he had his dad was a big dude, right? Mm -hmm. Back in the day. I used to hang out with him back in like seventh and eighth and ninth grade. Right. And I'll never forget it because he comes walking out that way, dude. And he would do this thing. He would fuck with us so bad. And, he would, and we would, uh, he took his, uh, he had like long toenails that he would never mm -hmm. cut. He was that dad. You know what I mean? And he would try, he would fake like he was kicking us with him because we'd always go, ew, get off of us, man. He would do that shit. He's well, sitting that's there. Horrible. But he's the typical Guido, you know, hey, Guido, yo, what, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, the, you know, he had that Italian Guido niche to him because that's he's old school, man. You know, but it just it made Guido me think of that when we had to stay the night over at Keith's, dude. That uh, his dad would be like that. God rest his soul, man. He was a good dude, man. He was fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, and they believe that the reason that you have lower, um, sperm count by wearing tidy whities is because it pulls your testicles closer to your body and heats your testicles up, and basically you're killing off sperm because of the heat. Um, so they recommend that you wear like either, you know, boxers or boxer briefs. Cause that helps. Um, let me, let me add to that. So yeah. like, you know how you said you wear like those boxers with the pocket in the front. Cause it's easy to piss at night. Right. Yes. I wear gray sweatpants, but I don't wear anything underneath them. 
So oh. it's like super loose, and that's all I wear. You like, wear like wear... long legged sweatpants. Yeah, every night. And then I just oh, and then do you, I don't wear see, a shirt. I don't sweat. See, but I, I don't sweat. wear a shirt. I don't wear a shirt. I don't, I, dude, I don't wear a shirt either. I wear literally just you boxer briefs. Really? You just if a I fucking, if I have leggings on, yeah, if I'm wearing like sweater. sweatpants. If I'm wearing <laughs> if I'm wearing sweatpants to bed, if freaking I get heated up and I get uncomfortable, like I need the room to be kind of cold. And so you don't turn blanket, a fan on or nothing. I got fans running all over the place. Jesus Christ, you got those things on like helicopter mode, and you're you're still getting hot. Yes. See, I don't do. Do you, I, do you sleep under covers? No, I sleep with like my legs out. Ah, oh, that's why. Okay, see, I sleep under the covers. I don't sleep my legs out. Yeah, that's I can't, the difference. I can't be constricted when I sleep. I have to like be out uh, in the open. Now, so if you're it's using, cold, so, that, so you're wearing your blanket basically because you're sleeping on top of the blanket. Kind of, sort of. Uh, well, kind of. I mean, it's kind of weird. I like I wrap the blanket. You have the blanket my waist. wrapped across the top half because that's exposed skin, and then the bottom half is kind of hanging out. And your feet are probably all the way out, and that's how you stay cool because your feet don't have any covers on them. Correct. Like I don't know how people can wear socks to sleep because that's just either. like. That, that just heats me. that that drives me. I get heat, I get overheated. I'll stay awake. Um, yeah. But anyway, back to um, what you were saying. Sorry, sidebar, you. And then uh, you know, they said that um, it obviously if your job's physical, mm-hmm. you have a higher sperm count because you're lifting heavy things and moving. Like staying active is really important to keeping your sperm count high. Right. Um. So the more active you are and the more heavy weights that you lift, the better your sperm quality will be. And that kind of goes hand in hand with your overall health. I mean, so that makes a lot of sense there. Um, now, something that didn't jive with me is um, if you're eating a lot of like bacon and sausage and things like that, that can actually lower your sperm count. Plus, processed meats can lower your sperm count. But if you're consuming a lot of fish and omega 3s and the long chain polyunsaturated fatty acids, those help strengthen your swimmers and help strengthen your sperm count. So if you sub out like anchovies for pepperoni on your pizzas, that can help your sperm count grow. And I thought that was really interesting as well, how much fish plays in the diet, because I don't know about you, but I don't eat a tremendous amount of fish. Like I might get one serving of fish a week, if that, depending on the availability of fish, but I very rarely go to the, you know, the fish, the seafood, um, what's the can't not, uh, stand, not stand the seafood, uh, counter, you know, in our publics and look at the seafood and look at fish and stuff like that, because I'm normally grabbing like a red steak or chicken or pork. I don't really think of fish that much. Um, Oh, I I I eat fish, but I try not to eat it a lot because of the mercury counts in the water and things like that, especially from the ocean. But, but yeah. then you, people that there's studies out there that they contradict each other, and it's the same thing with fresh farm raised fish. So you got, right. like, they're in tighter environments. It's not as clean. Da 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 da. Yeah. So you have to kind of figure out, you know, what the what the pros and cons are of that. But um, as far as like your sperm health, you know, what you want to do is you just want to make sure that you're eating a lot of omega threes or supplementing. Um, you want to make sure you're getting your workouts. You want to make sure you're not wearing too tight fitting clothes. Um, what I found interesting on here that they didn't cover. And I want to do a little research into it is how masturbation plays into. I was just about to go there with that sperm count. Um, I, here's one from health.com. 
because yes. I looked it up. Okay, and um, it's basically, it yeah, it's ejaculation affects sperm quality. Um, yes. You know, and the reality is, it says that it, in a review published in 2017 in the Journal of Assisted Reproduction and Genetics, right? Uh, they basically said that the longer abstinence improve sperm count and volume, but shorter abstinence may improve the following sperm mobility, uh, size and shape, DNA fragmentation, yada, yada, yada. But then they also said the researchers concluded that they couldn't recommend it, the, the ideal abstinence because of conflicting evidence. So oh, okay. it's kind of like d d damned if you do, damned if you don't, you know what yeah, I mean? There's certain qualities of each. So if you masturbate, you have fresher, better sperm because it's fresher. Correct. And then if you don't masturbate, you have sperm that's more agile more robust because it's been in there been in your balls working out for a couple of weeks as opposed to just, you know being <laughs> as opposed think, to sperm with arms fucking doing arm curls and like deadlifts yeah, as, as, as opposed to you know being like launched on you know conception <laughs> <laughs> or as we used to say back in the day man you gotta get those knuckle children out quick you know what i mean but you know they were also saying that you know uh, some research says that 21 times a month yes that you should For be masturbating health. and or having yep. sex so yep. if you're not Social having health. sex with your wife you should be rubbing one out at, at least 21 times a month you know what i mean uh you know some some people may say that's rookie numbers you know what i mean but uh there's still yeah, that's no something, that's something you would say yeah exactly so the evidence well i mean it is what it is but you have to uh <sighs> you have to kind of say the research isn't there enough yes yet to back either claim whether it's too much is too much they do know that like prostate mm -hmm. cancer there's still the evidence is very limited on that too as well um they said most men over the age of 40 were seeing a better a lower increase in prostate cancer uh based on masturbation so mm -hmm. for people over 40 now they didn't see the effects the same with anyone under 40 but i also like to say and i could be wrong on this so quote me if i'm wrong if you're under the age of 40 you are probably having sex more frequently. More than likely, yeah. More than likely? I mean, because um, you're in those prime of your life, you're, you it, know. Well, it depends. The reason I'm saying that is because if you have, like, kids in the household and stuff like that, that puts a big strain on your, <laughs> yes, your uh, ability to find time to have sex. Oh, God. Um, your work stress load, your, your um, relationship status all plays into – you know, how your physical health, um, your mental health also plays into how often that you're able to uh, have sex. Um, many of the studies I, I'm just reading says that moderate ejaculation two to four times per week can is associated with lowering your prostate cancer. However, ejaculating more doesn't mean that your cancer risk drops even further. So the optimal is between two to four times a week. Um that does show a lower, but then once you get over that threshold, it doesn't decrease it anymore. So like with all things, there's diminishing returns. Right. Um, and it also looks like spreading those out over um, the week is better than getting multiple sessions in. So, in you know, if day. you do like a, yeah, like if you do a four day banger in one day, then. <laughs> You know, who the hell has time to do a four banger? Wait, I just I want to meet the individual who has time to rub one out four days or four times in one day. I mean, I, damn, challenge accepted. I guess I don't know because that's that sounds like that would be tough, man. I, I mean, it's know, not yeah. the, unless you're unless you're in the um, what is it the the Wolf of Wall Street where they were like, man, those are rookie numbers, man. You got to do that three or four yeah. times a day. You got to get um, the poison out. But I mean, on that topic, on that on that that topic, like. It's strange because like as I go longer 
without having sex or ejaculation, mm-hmm. I become less focused on other things and more focused on finding that fix. Does that make sense? Like I get hornier and hornier and hornier until I get the release and it becomes more consuming. So would you say you're like, you're so I get, you know, like, so effect, I, I, or are you needing the actual, I mean, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't, I haven't really sat down and like, like, uh, done a, an in-depth like analysis of it. Right. Um, I just know that like it builds and then I have to get the release. And then once I get the release, I focus more, like I'm more focused. Um, I would be willing to bet. And again, this is just purely hypothetical here. I I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to think that like, it's probably the dopamine release you're getting and then the, the, the body's tension goes down because we do know that, that your tension levels after an orgasm com- comes down and you're just like in a state of zen afterwards. You know? Right, but I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, like for days afterwards, like it's my focus refocuses. Like, and I remember, and I don't know if it's like old fighters lore or athletes <laughs> lore, but they always said, you know, don't don't jerk off between a before a big sporting event. Right. Um. And I don't know the science behind that. That'd be something interesting to look up. But I have heard that several times. Like, if you want to be at peak performance, do not masturbate before any type of event. That could be another show, a, a physical event. So, yeah, we can we'll do some research, some research on that. On that back and to we'll it. Come back to the guys yeah. on this one. So, yeah. So the second topic, um, and we're gonna spend a little less time on that, so we can get you guys out of here in a good amount. But the second topic was actually the pullout method. Did you know? You know, like going through high school, like. I don't know how many times I heard it that, that that's like the worst birth control method. But did you know that when they did a recent survey of women, um, that one out of three women has used the pullout method in the last month as a sex, as a way to prevent pregnancy. Hmm. So that's like a third of the population use, use that. And if it's done correctly, it and perfectly, it does lower your percent down to about 4% chance. So it's not impossible, but it's much lower. Right. And per, but what perfectly means is, is that no semen gets near like the vulva or the vagina at all. So you pull out and it's well in advance and nothing gets near the area, so to speak. So where a lot of guys have an issue is that they, they get, they pull out and while they don't, ejaculate into the vagina they do ejaculate like near or around the vulva and the sperm can actually swim into the vagina and move into the vagina um so that's can cause pregnancy um i found it really interesting that um so many people still use that method and i actually still use that method but my wife is on like birth control as well um, but I'm not fixed, so we still that like, practice somewhat safe sex. Of course. Um, the the other issue too is is that she, um, you know, a lot of women have said. And I think we actually had a show on it where they've said that uh, it can if you're ejaculating a lot into the vagina, it can cause a big imbalance in the chemistry and cause women to have a lot of hygiene problems. Um, with their balance, you know, their pH balance, um, that, you know, cause infections and stuff like that. So I was going to, 
I was going to interject on, on that. Yeah, I was going to just say, you know, because uh, I was going to talk. We were still talking about a little bit about the pullout and stuff. Um, yeah. When you when you have insertion, <laughs> this sounds funny, but when you have insertion and you become aroused and you're starting to have sex, your 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 uh, your test, you're not necessarily your testicles. Let me rephrase that. Uh, you basically yeah. get pre ejaculate, which is just basically a natural right. lubricant. Okay, and it actually comes from what they call the Cowper's gland. So it's not from your nuts, so to speak, like, you know, how your semen or cum, like people like to say, but, uh, so it, but it still contains sperm. So it's like, you got, so even like, if you're like young and you're thinking, oh man, I'm never going to get her pregnant because I'm pulling out, dude, you're still, that's a, I mean, let's just face it guys. How many times have we sat there and you're getting intimate with somebody and you get a little bit of like fluid in your shit, you know what I mean? In your shorts. And in your underwear and your briefs, whatever, and they're a little damp. Well, that's why, because when you're becoming aroused, the penis is getting ready because it knows I'm going to be going somewhere or I already feel like I'm there and I need to naturally lubricate this because the women don't actually, they do lubricate as well, but the men are lubricating that for themselves. Isn't the, Correct. Body, mm-hmm. isn't the human body fucking cool? <laughs> I mean, no, really. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It, it's just how, a fucking well put together machine. Developed. No yep. kidding. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, science, I mean, just, you know, the entire like, all living creatures is amazing how they've adapted and developed over time to deal with different situations. Yeah. It's just, um, it's really cool. If you think about like the human yeah. body as itself, but anyway, so yeah. So, I mean, you have to be super careful. I mean, if you know, that's where contraception and when that we can have that as mm-hmm. a, another topic too, for men's health, but right. that's where contraception comes into play and being smart, you know, but yeah. you know, Everybody knows, you know, they like the feeling without having it, but there always comes risks with every, with every reward there's risks, right? I mean, definitely, I feel like, you know, if you um, if you're with a new partner or even if you're with someone that you're not in a long term committed relationship with, you should definitely use condom condoms or some other type of protection, not just for pregnancy, but for also STIs um, and STDs. Uh, I recently came across we may have talked about this on a previous episode, but there was a girl that a boy sent her a text that he was HIV positive. Yes, and we did. Told we her to check it. it, and he knew that he had had HIV <laughs> for months, and had unprotected sex with her, which in my mind is horrible, and it, I believe it's also criminal, or it, it should be criminal if it's it not. Um, but you have to protect yourself as an individual, and you really have to get to know the person. I think before you do that, especially in this time and age, um, or you go get so you just tell them, hey, nothing until we have blood work. I mean, there's yeah. nothing wrong with. Listen, ladies, guys, it's the guys only, too. You don't know what the only problem with that is is that people can still fake documents. Yeah, but so, then, but you have to ask yourself. You have to ask yourself, what kind of person am I hooking up with? Right. You know what I mean? If you're hooking up well, with a here's the thing, like, you know, then I mean, I can see it. But no, but that's not it, dude. Like, it's it's um, you know, it's more than that. And I think we could actually say this for a separate separate yeah, show. We could. But there are so many. Like there was that doctor that the um i'll have to look it up but he was a world-renowned surgeon and he found out he was a complete fraud and the girl that was dating him and scheduled to get married to him she was a reporter and she got bamboozled because his story was so good and he had so many people believing his story and believing his degrees and his stuff that they just didn't question it Yep. And then once you get so many people on your side and the lie becomes so big, it's it's hard to like discredit it because you're like, well, shit, you know, he's 
you know, he's flying the world. He's doing this. He's that. He's giving speeches. He's this. Of course, he's a world-renowned doctor. And then all of a sudden, it's a freaking house of cards. You know, the whole thing is a sham. And you're duped. So I think, you know, people can be nefarious um, if they want to be nefarious. And it just depends on how skilled they are. But I think you just need to protect yourself as much as you can in the get-go, you know? Well said. Um, and I think it's harder with HIV too now because they have so many treatments and stuff like that out there. So it's not like you can see the people that even have the disease. Like they don't, it doesn't look, it doesn't look like it did back. Yeah. In the eighties <laughs> where you got it and it was almost a, de- it was almost an immediate death sentence, you know, relatively quickly. And you started deteriorating very quickly. You know, now they can live a full, I think it's almost a full life now, right? With HIV. Correct. Uh, um, as a matter of fact, my, um, uh, we have, it's very close and dear to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. we also, I, you know, I have a family member that, uh, I consider him family. Um, he's, he's had it since he was um, 25 and he's in, he's yeah. almost in his sixties. So, yeah. um, that's 40 years almost living with it, you know, and he got it back in the eighties, you know what I mean? So, but he was very fortunate the strand that he had cause he probably wouldn't be here today. So protect yeah. yourselves, people protect yourselves. So real quick. Uh, right before, um, some of the exercise, there's exercises that you can perform to help with your taking control of your ejaculation. So that way you don't prematurely ejaculate. Um, one of them is, yeah, one of them is Kegel. Well, you don't have to worry about it because you're fixed, but one of them is Kegel exercises where you can strengthen your pelvis, pelvic floor. So by, you know, um, basically contracting and releasing your pelvic floor, you can control holding off actually ejaculating until you pull out. So what they're saying is um, contract your pelvic floor muscle, the one that allows you to stop urinating midstream for 10 seconds and then release. And the more of the exercises that you do, the stronger the muscle will get. And then practice them while you're having sex with a condom so that way you can delay your ejaculation until you're fully pulled out. Um, and another important thing is, is to learn your partner's menstrual cycle and make sure she's that you're not having unprotected sex during her optimal ovulation times. So you can plan your sex around those times. If you know, you're only going to do the pullout method to not, you know, have sex when she's at the peak of her chance of getting pregnant. Um, it won't protect you 100%, but if you're in a relationship and you're not really super worried about getting pregnant, like, you know, like you're wanting to eventually start a family, you know, it's still a viable option. Now, obviously, condoms, you know, are better and there's other other forms of birth control as well. So if you don't want to have kids, you know, then definitely employ more methods, you know, wear a condom and pull out or, you know, birth control and pull out. So that way you don't have a chance of having an unwanted baby that you, you know, unwanted pregnancy, actually probably a better way of saying yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I followed you. Um, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. So learn, learn to do Kegels. You can Google on how to do it and just start practicing. You, you know, it's funny you say that because you know, I know we, I know we need to cut out, but here's the thing. Yes. My thing is it's like, I do that anyway when I'm, mm-hmm. when I'm going, when I'm urinating anyway. Every time yes. I take this, I'm, I'm in there freaking, I stop flow for just like, I try five, 10 seconds and right. then I let it go. Cause I've, I learned that a long time ago. So that was good. Yes. That's good knowledge to share. But anyway, so hopefully you guys uh, took something out of today's show. Uh, we hope so. I know Mikey and I educated ourselves in this. We learned some stuff, right? 
So I already know it all because I'm a know it all. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just, yeah. He I'm, finally I'm just admits it. He comes clean. He knows everything. Anyway, <laughs> guys, don't forget to head over to dailyvm.com. Go check out all our socials. We will post up some um, article links on our website. Yes. Uh, and that way you guys can go ahead and check out some men's health articles and kind of see what we were talking about today. Uh, Mikey, got anything before we get out of here? Uh, everybody just have a great day and go out there and have lots of sex, safe sex, um, you know, and make sure you take care of your uh, your boys um, and treat them right so that way you can have good, healthy sperm. And that's all. And there you go. And we'll see you guys on the flip side. Deuces.